you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Welcome, 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 welcome to the sideline. Sideline talk is your boy Alice in the place to be. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? Understand Herb here. Welcome to sideline talk. Yes, sir. What's up, brother? How are you? Huh? Feeling great. Feeling good. Feeling excited. NBA is in. Well, I've been watching it all weekend Honest, but a lot of bullets Thursday. I'm looking forward to that WNBA started up this past weekend. The games I watched, it was pretty cool. Um, and then training camp, man. Seeing the players coming through, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I missed a lot of basketball this weekend. But during the week, throughout the week, I pretty much turn my TV to that once Colin go off. <laughs> I understand. I mean, you'd be fine, though, because scrimmages is cool, you know. Mm-hmm. But Thursday kicks off in a big way. Yeah. Jazz and Pelicans at 630, and then Lakers and uh, Clippers. Clippers at 930. Yeah. Ooh, I, I know we said we were going to start somewhere else, but can we start there since we already mentioned the Clippers? Go help yourself. <laughs> As someone who was an Atlanta resident for three years, I understand, Lou <laughs> Will. I understand. No wings be hitting. But you, you, got, you got to understand that these dudes are in the bubble. And the bubble has been working. Like, everything that's been in the bubble that's been tested is coming back with positive results. As in, exactly. damn, I'm about, to feel, I'm about to sound like Donald Trump. Positive, not negative in a positive way. <laughs> I'm about to sound like Trump out here. <laughs> but everything has been coming back good, as in positive. <laughs> and no, no, no positive tests. Everybody's tested negative. The WNBA bubble has been like that with all of their tests. The NBA bubble is like that with their tests. And um, hockey, the NHL, their their league with their bubble has been like that. So you have to understand it. It's not just you that you're putting in jeopardy. It's your teammates. It's your opponents, your fellow, you know, your fellow brothers of the NBA that you're putting in jeopardy. But the wings, they be hitting Lou Will. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Um, hearing, like hearing the whole story, um, it was blown out of proportion, if you will, mm-hmm. because of the location. 
because of this magic symbol. And, but from what I was hearing, he just went in and picked up the wings. He ain't stayed, you know what I mean? Like, I guess he called ahead of time, mm-hmm. went, and I'm out. Like, and that's why I, that's about nothing, but, well, possible. But, it, well, it is a little selfish in the sense that, you know, you would want guys to, um, handle their family emergencies and then get right back to the bubble for any detours. Mm-hmm. But being realistic, you know, detours can happen. Yeah, like I said, it's, you know it's not, it's much to do about nothing, but. In the same sense, you got to see where they're coming from as, like, everything has been testing, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's like, clear. You know, and you got to you gotta come back with that same mindset of, all right, we want everything, we want as little contact as possible. And going to pick up a club, I mean, going to the club to pick up wings. I mean, right. it ain't like you got them delivered. people that go through Magic City. There's a lot of people that go through Magic City. That was Jeezy's spot. <laughs> seen Jeezy a couple of times up in Magic City. Shucks, man. The way people talk about it, you would think it's a circus for, uh, for black men. It, you want to see acrobats? It pretty world? much is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't left Disney World to go to Disney World. Like, all right, I understand. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> The 10-day quarantine, it, it, it hurts your team. I mean, that really hurt your team because, I mean, y'all been playing together all year. But you're going to miss games that count. And you're already five, I think, what, five games, five and a half games back behind the Lakers? And your first game is the Lakers? They're not going to catch it. They're not going to catch it. Lakers will have a one seed regardless. Yeah, it was, it was very, like, I think the Lakers could only, like, win, like, two games. And it's over, yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, it's rolled. You come in and score, mm-hmm. move it out. It's the in bucket. 
play unselfish. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It should be easy for him. Yeah, it's the bucket. That's that's Lou Will. Let's move, man. Jamal Adams. Mm. We sat here like, man, we thought he should shut up. Like, man, just forget it. Like, you, you don't want about this too early. But, I s- what was that, um, Friday? Was it Friday or when he said, um... Adam Gates ain't is, fit is to lead. They ain't had no, like... That was the Trump card for them. Like, you know what? <laughs> Asia, like, go ahead and say this. They got to trade you now. Yeah. Got to get you up out of there. For sure. But, in your mind, is the Seahawks crazy? To give up. Surprisingly, capital, no. Surprisingly, no. And this is why I'll say that. First off, I don't think Jamal Adams is going to instantly put them in a Super Bowl. He does make their roster better, though. Because you got Diggs on one side, now you got Jamal that can play the box. So it does make your defense better. It gives you Cam Chancellor with better coverage. But I don't know. The thing about Cam Chancellor that people sleep on is Cam Chancellor was the brains of that defense. Yeah, Earl and Rich was the names. We can't put everybody in position. <laughs> so that was the brains of that defense. That was the leader of that defense. So the reason I say no is because you already have your quarterback lock. You already know what coach is. You, you, you've been running Pete Carroll's system for, for years now. So you know what your coach is. And the quarterback that you have, knock on wood, so far, hasn't missed anything. So, he's, one, he's reliable. And two, he works with everybody. There's no reason Russell Wilson should be frying people with DK Metcalf and Will Disley. It just works. Like, no, you going to stop getting Tyler Lockett, man. No, Tyler Lockett is good. Tyler Lockett is exactly what we thought he was going to be. Tyler Lockett is good. But what I'm saying is DK Metcalf and Will Disley... I think on any other team, they wouldn't be as good, but Ross makes them work. Tyler Lockett would be Tyler Lockett no matter where you go. Tyler Lockett is a talent. I think DK and, and Will Disley are, I don't want to say products of Russell Wilson, but pro- he Russell Wilson makes that team better. And he works with every receiver that you put over there. You know you're talking about DK Metcalf, right? Yeah, the workout warrior. The workout warrior. AJ Brown was a, was the guy. AJ Brown was the guy. And I'm still an AJ Brown fan. Okay. You smack DK Metcalf one time. DK Metcalf don't want to play ball no more. <laughs> okay. To put the pressure on DK one good time. <laughs> Your 
That that's another part that's that's tricky. That's what I don't understand. And it's not like they were uh a Jamal Adams away. Obviously his uh, his any well his youth and then his hands aren't the greatest. So you got inexperienced hands, you got undersized receiver and Lockett. Disley is who he is. And then defensively, you still got a lot of holes defensively. Your front seven still ain't like that. I mean, yeah, it's not like it was before. You're right. You see what I'm saying? The front seven ain't been good since the boom. Yeah, with Cliff Averill and and Bennett. Yeah, you gave up a lot. You gave up quite a lot for a guy. And you don't even have Clowney. Man, you don't have Clowney. (laughs) Like, Like, the move has been interesting. You let... Sign and trade Frank Clark away mm-hmm. to bring in Clowney. And then here we are. Frank Clark got a Super Bowl ring, and Clowney isn't on your roster. Yeah. And you might not even bring him back. Right. Then you turn around and trade away two first rounders, a third rounder, right? And Bradley McDougal. I think it's two first and a fourth. Either way, it's like, oh, that's. that's I mean, it's a lot for a proven commodity, especially. But their their drafts, their drafts haven't really been great later in the first round. Their their picks, their picks in the first round have been pretty mediocre. If they pick in past fifteen, like you got Earl at like pick ten, and then you got. Um, Bruce Irvin at 14, but like Rashad Penny at pick 20 something hasn't really worked out for you yet. Not the way you wanted him to. And then like the picks back in like the 20s and late 20s haven't really been working out to add to their pieces. They've now fourth round picks like Sherman and getting Cam like a fifth or whatever. Yeah, they work out. (laughs) Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but for a guy. For this particular player, it's no guarantee that you're going to be picking that late every, you know, in the next few years. There's no guarantee. Like, Jamal Adams is great, but did he really make the Jets better? No. But come on, that's the Jets, bro. <laughs> like, no, no, no. You say come on, that's the Jets. Like, something. Something should have been taken away. You see what I mean? Like, like because of he in the box, the Jets should be a better team against the run when he in the box. The mm-hmm. Jets should be a better team in coverage when you're throwing at him. You know what I mean? Like, something right. got to skew the numbers his way. But, like you said, it's still the Jets. Like, how like how, how great is he? Like, he's really good. But is he game-changing to warrant this type of real estate? Like this is type of this is type of stuff you get for Jalen Ramsey. Right. Jalen Ramsey literally shut down half the field. Right. It's over. Don't throw over there. You see what I'm saying? Right. I like, think I, I think the Bears gave up less for Khalil. Right, 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 <laughs> right. Right. Well, I don't know. I just thought they gave him a whole lot. I hope it worked out for them. You know, I'm a big Russell Wilson fan, so I love to see him take an L in the Super Bowl. 
I'd love to see that. Yeah, that'll work. You know? But it's just, I feel like the front office is, is doing a lot the last few years, and it's like, wait a minute, y'all doing all this reaching, all this all in, but it ain't paying off. Yeah. Like, why, like, why let Frank Clark walk and not lock Clowney up? You know what I mean? It shouldn't have got to this point. Yeah, I mean that's that's true. That is true. I mean, I, I get that point. I, just I was just looking at it from. I was just looking at it from the standpoint of we don't really need a bunch of first round talent, especially late first round talent that we've been whiffing on lately, and Russ works with anything. So that's that's all I've been saying on it. Russell Wilson makes so many players on that team better, right? Mm-hmm. I, I believe a guy like DK can stand alone on any roster. You don't think that's fine? No, he can stand alone. I just think he, I think he makes them better. He, he actually pulls them along faster. If, if that's the All term. Right, gotcha, gotcha. But them two, Chris Carson. Name some other, you know, products on that team. Like, if, God forbid, Russell Wilson misses a few weeks, can that defense carry them to a few wins? I'm, I don't see it. God forbid, Russell Wilson, you know, we got a two-week sabbatical or whatever. That's two hours right there, honestly, to me. like Right. And, 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 and then quickly, it go from picking in the late 20s to that 15, 16, 16. That middle of the pack where it's a sweet spot. Yeah, I mean that is a that is a two week swing. You right? This year got guys in that middle ground. They got some studs. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. That, that two week like a two week swing could definitely mean a difference of fifteen yeah. and twenty seven. Like it really could. Right. Right. That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking at. Like, all right, if Jamal Adams was so great. On to add to this roster, whereas if we if with him and Wagner and whatever else we got with the, the Griffin twins and Quandre and everybody who we got on the defense, if Russell is down, we need this defense to win. Can we do it? You know what I mean? It's like mm. <laughs> I mean, before knowing your pass rush, it's hard for me to say. Yeah, you can. Right, and that's why I was like, Shh, man, I gave up two first rounders for. But what did you think of uh, Le'Veon's comment? I'm in his business, but I mean, if he really, really recruited, if Jamal Adams really recruited Le'Veon to the Jets, it was like we all in, and then leave, and he been bitching and trying to leave for like a year now. I mean, why why bring him in? <laughs> That's a dirty move. <laughs> I, I respect it. And then, like, to to think that the two teams that was on his list, he thought about playing it in the in the black and purple. Le'Veon. Yes, hmm. that was that was in his plans. And then he decided to go to the Jets, and then we wound up getting Mark Ingram. 
I mean, it, it worked for us. That this as far as last year. I don't. I really don't. I even way would have worked for us. But I'm just saying, it definitely worked for Mark Ingram. I mean, I'm not knocking Mark Ingram and saying, "Damn, we could have had Le'Veon." Like, I'm not yeah. pissed that Mark had it, but. It's just showing the the um the different organizations. It's night and day. Like he went, you know, I'm arriving my home in New York, whoopie woo, cool. Whereas I could have been in Baltimore, a contender. You know what I mean? It's it's night and day when you try to compare organizations. Like it, I'm <laughs> right. Y'all grabbing the old Ravens to try to make it. A Ravens type of organization, like it's night and day. It's completely night and day. Yeah, and I mean, you know, for looking at their roster, it's kind of, I said, because you know, looking at who's in charge, uh, they all came from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Joe Douglas, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, that's his name. He came, you know, one yeah. of the head scouts in Baltimore for many years. Joe Douglas. So he got a ton of talent there. It's trying to build, but... I mean, for the Jets, it definitely worked out. Because you got two first rounds, and you have a quarterback entering, what, his third year? Yeah, and you got... Uh, a back, uh, quarterback who had some success in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, Super Bowl champ. You're right. So, but like I said, with, with him entering his third year in the league, and you got two first-round picks... You know, depending on what happens this year with Cam and his health, and if the Patriots have enough money to re-sign Cam, if they don't, you know you're in the division with someone that's already looking for a quarterback. So you have two first-round picks that help you move up, if that's the route you want to go, to get uh, Trevor Lawrence or get uh, Trey Lance or whatever, somebody like that, so that your rival can't get them. I mean, that, and, and then also, you know, you're setting yourself up very well for the future. Yeah. Like I said, if, if, you, if, if Sam you, is the guy that they believe he is when they pick him, you got two weapons you can get to help your team with the first-round pitch. <laughs> so, it kind of works out well for y'all on that. And you'll have the disgruntled employee. Damn, But... One thing about Jamal Adams, if you can't please niggas <laughs> was a person, <laughs> it would be Jamal. Yo tweet it and then delete it. I can't believe they got me on a seven o'clock flight. Bruh, it takes six hours to get from New York to Seattle. And he behind three hours. <laughs> a seven o'clock flight, you arriving over there at ten o'clock. What are you talking about? <laughs> You can't please niggas, I swear. I'm beef. <laughs> like, forget that. Like, that's... I don't know. That's a not... I don't know. I, I understand some not in your work ethic. But... I know some people who be up before six putting in the work. Right. Yo, wake up at four o'clock to go catch a flight? Okay, so... Some people got to go to work 
work that nine to five and be up before four o'clock. Like, all right, like you about to catch a flight. Ain't like you gotta work on a plane. <laughs> you got a six hour flight, put your headphones on, sit back, go to sleep, wake up at ten all o'clock. Right, so let me get the question. <laughs> It's, it's freezing a little, a little bit. I'm trying to see if I could turn some stuff off of my X5. That's that good old Comcast internet for you. Let me try to see if I can kick some stuff off my Wi Fi right now. <laughs> It's not really a shopper to stop it, but let's kick it around a bit. Which of these NFL stat leaders do you think have the best chance to repeat assuming a full NFL season? Derrick Henry being a rushing king. Michael Thomas leading the league in receiving yards. Or Shaq Barrett leading the league in sacks. When I pose the question, I really don't think any of them can. Okay. Because with Derrick Henry, yeah, he's going to be the workhorse of Tennessee. But you got Ryan Tannehill. Who's to say that y'all going to be up enough to use Derrick Henry? And for my... For my my opinion, I would think that... um, if I had to pick a Russian leader this year, uh-huh. I would go Nick Chubb. I mean, yeah, he got the defense of Pittsburgh and Baltimore twice, but Stefanski is a running coach. <laughs> so I feel like Nick Chubb has a great chance. He was only a few yards away from from uh, Henry last year. And you have a coach that's more focused on getting the run going. And with Shaq Barrett case, you're not going to be trailing. You hope to not be trailing as much with Tom Brady as you were with Jameis. You hope. (laughs) That's the hope. I never knew he was a free agent. I don't know anything about it. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know why I thought he, he was. Maybe he's not. Let's see. But it's a lot of pass rushes, as we'll get into a little bit later. Oh, he's still on the roster. Mm-hmm. But um, I think uh, you said it has the best chance. Yeah. So I think the best chance to me would be Michael Thomas. I think the only reason Michael Thomas led the league in yards last year was because um, the decline to somewhat 
Justin's to being like a the primary guy. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, um, like Trey Trey Smith wasn't a like he's a solid receiver, but he wasn't like the ideal number two. Right. You know what I mean? And if I'm not mistaken, they added they added um. I just think it was like lack of, basically like lack of, you know, it was like when in doubt, like the, the guy couldn't, uh, nobody else could get open, I'm mm-hmm. sure the mic, mic and catch it regardless. Mm-hmm. Separation or not, typically, most of the time, you know, you're going to create some type of separation, enough separation to catch the ball. Uh, Caesar Ruiz, Zach Bond, Jesus, Adam Troutman. That's what I'm thinking about. They had Troutman at tight end. But uh, I would say, I would say Derek Henry got the best chance, just because of how football is played. Since since the game is so built on, you know. We wide receiver set, spread you out, throw the ball around, play fast. You know, you want your linebackers to be um, athletic enough to be uh, sideline to sideline and to be able to drop in coverage and cover tight ends and all that and cover backs out of the backfield. They're not as big anymore. So you got this freaking this Everest, like, he come downhill and seeing him put the work in this summer it's like he ready to <laughs> expound on his numbers I like mm. I would agree I don't think he would lead the league again in rushing yards but I see he got the best chance of the three with Shaq Shaq is a hell of a talent but um it's so many good pass rest- I feel like that's gonna change Yeah. We pick back up tonight at eight. Um, let's, let's 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 go straight to it. But as far as getting open and sitting down in a route, Keenan Allen is second enough. I said I kind of agree with it, even though Tyreek Hill can pretty much outrun anybody. I think Keenan Allen, as far as routes, is better than Tyreek Hill. Routes are better to create separation. Um, And his routes is pretty much second to very few in the league. I said second to none, but I'm going to change it to say second to few.
Mike Evans will get separation. Like let's let's be honest. Mike Evans get separation vertically, yeah, but Mike ain't outrunning nobody. I'm the best AFC West without question. Overall, overall, the, just the whole wide receiving position. I would take. I would say Keenan Allen is better. He is the best wide receiver in the West. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like Tyreek Hill gets the nod for many people because he has a gift of speed. Yeah. It's just that simple. It's that it's just plainly that simple. But like Kenneth Allen is so good as a as a receiver. The top guys just like, you talk to any top corner, they will let you know, like, listen, man, that's a challenge. Like, he, he, he mastered getting over at the top of the routes. He mastered at the line of scrimmage. He mastered in between, to, you know, his stems of, of holding the, uh, the defenders at his mercy. Like, yeah. Allen has been on my underrated list. And mm-hmm. I guess probably because I'm such a uh, a big fan of guys that run routes well. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, he got incredible hands. It's not like he out there dropping passes. It's like, no, you need to make a play. You throw it to Keenan Allen. Right. Like, ain't no play around it. Like, we did we did our top five um, wide receivers, what, two weeks ago? Last week? Remember last week? Remember last week? And mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, I had Keenan Allen over Mike Evans. Yeah. I think John had Mike Evans over Keenan, but that's probably about it. I think, I think John, you probably had Mike Evans in. I, I know I didn't have Mike Evans in. You didn't? I did not have Mike Evans in my top five. Oh, alright. My father is Julio. Yeah, Julio, Nook. Devontae Adams, Kenan Allen was in my five. And I'm trying to think who else was in there. But I feel like those four were definitely in there. We had Reek? Tommy Hill? I might have had Reek in there. Damn, did I have Reek over Allen? Michael Thomas. That's what that was the that was the fifth guy, Michael Thomas. I didn't have Reek in there. Size, yo, it's freaky. Like, I throw them 
Like, they ain't a whole nother class. Them six. You know, Judy in the league now, so I got to throw Judy in there. Emmanuel Sanders still is amazing at running routes, you know, even at his age. Mm-hmm. There's some great ones. some great Keenan Allen is 77. That's too early. Last year he was 38. Stop. (laughs) Come on. That's too early. No, sir. I'm going to be judging everybody. Can you stop it? The one I'm judging. I have no idea how he made the top 100. And I actually like him, but I won't put him in the top 100. Oh, here we go. Josh. Here we go. Josh Allen. Here we go. Why? <laughs> Why? And I like him. I'm not saying he's bad at all. I got the one in the division. But top 100 and number 100 starts off at Levante David? Shit, come on, internet. My fault. Why do you tripping? I like him, but number 100 starts off Levante David. If Levante David is number 100, ain't no way in hell you're going to tell me Josh Allen comes in 13 spots over him. <laughs> Levante David is a different type of linebacker, yo. Athletically, he is different. He a different breed. Patriots. I think it was one under the Patriots. Alright, so like 10 wins, if I'm not mistaken. I think one had 12, one had 11, but yeah, it's like close enough. I just I don't think he's 87 in the league. I I personally don't. He's one higher than Jalen Smith and one under Marlon Humphrey. <laughs> According to this list. The two guys you just Smith, um, Ronnie Stanley, those three guys, I should not have heard their name on the first night of the NFL 100. No way. Those three guys, no way at all. 
first night. There's no way. Even Fletcher Cox was a little surprised at his name on the first night. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, Fletcher get a little, little season. You know, Damn, you're dropping from so I, 28. I can't hear you if you're trying to say something. You just stuck. You frozen, I'm frozen. You frozen on my screen, I'm frozen on yours. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> so, but, um, well, besides Josh Allen, was there any other surprises on this list for so far in a, in a good way? In a good way. Um... Not really. I mean, I'm glad to see Buddha Baker finally get his, his his shine. He came in at 97. Uh, okay. Um, I was happy to see Cup on the list. I was just looking at that. I was like, Cooper Cup. I don't know if it's the first time making it, but he wasn't on that last year. Yeah, because you know he had the, uh, the infantry. Right. This is his first time. Okay. 94 balls, 1,100 yards. Like, I was happy to see Cooper get some love on the 100. Because if not, I'd have been like, yeah, they sleeping, sleeping on I just, I just don't understand how Jalen Smith is that, that high. It ain't too many linebackers in the league better than Jalen Smith, man. No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm judging now. I'm, I'm looking at who, who y'all got ahead of him at Mike. <laughs> ain't too many Mikes better than Jalen. Mm-mm. And that's coming off all the, the knee issues and all that. I'm going to set this joint up in my room next week. Yeah. All right. And that's just a matter of fact, it's up in my room next week. Same word. <laughs> Back up tonight. Um, I didn't see no previews for it. I'm gonna be tuned in to see who else is on the list. Um, let's uh, let's move. Let's move to the um. Let's talk about the versus battle. Okay. Where you where you okay, want to start? So, like we said, forget the battle, the celebration. The celebration, the music. You right? Because that's what it was. It was fun. First off, my man Dan Max looked healthy for the first time in years, and I'm happy about that. <laughs> he looked healthy. He looked clean for the first time in years. That was so exciting. Extremely exciting, man. Mm-hmm. 
But again, it was a battle of, of my childhood. Like, like X and Snoop. Like I, I mentioned last week, it's like seeing The Rock and Stone Cold. It's just, it's a certain element that's just always going to be there when you see them. For me, and I'm rapping the whole battle. Like just the first battle, I've rapped every single song and knew every single song. <laughs> I got to Google nothing. I had to search the lyrics. Got it. <laughs> songs together. Mm -hmm. That was just so smooth. Like, you kick it off with Deep Cover. That's like... That's the ancient trump card to me. That's the ancient trump card to me. I was like, oh my god. Like, those first three that Snoop dropped, I was like, yo, this this might be a long night for my man's ass. (laughs) Yeah, but but this is funny, though. This was funny, though. It's like, like, you go from deep cover, then you play, um, what's my name? I'm like, okay. And then he comes X. Well, his what's my name? It's like, it's a whole different energy. It's like you vibe on Snoop, and it's like, all right, we'll ask come back. And he hits you with that when it's like, oh, I'm hyped. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, that mm-hmm. was. But that that, that first four from Snoop, I gave first four songs I gave to Snoop. The first four rounds was Deep Cover, What's My Name, Jen and Juice, then Dre Day. I was like, Lord, hey, all right, yo. <laughs> he's just classic and after saw, classic after classic. Saw, like, damn. And I saw what nineteen ninety two to ninety four. That's like night, right? Ninety two, ninety three, ninety four, like. <laughs> so much money in the name versus mm-hmm. that I wish I wish they got rid of it early because it's like people like nah it's it's like people get to the point where you can't celebrate both both right like I'm just talking about the common fans like nah this is better this is better like yeah I'm just enjoy it right but and like I said, it's it's competitive. It was competitive for me because I'm not to take anything away from X, but Snoop is just one of those dudes that just got me into hip hop. As like when I first started listening to music for myself, not just listening to what my brother was playing, like listening for myself. Though, but actually, both of those, Snoop was the first one I made explicit that I I stole and it dubbed. X was the first one I actually bought with my money. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So it was just like both of them just go back. But I was Team Snoop, though. As far as overall career. I understand. And then to follow up, they're going to have to, you know, it should be, it got to be another great one to follow up. Just, I mean, I don't know. For me, I would want to see somebody that I don't, that I respect, but I don't listen to. 
for instance, like a Rick Ross, like a Lil Wayne, like somebody that people were like, yo, these dudes got hits. I'm like, yeah, they got hits. I just don't really listen to them. It's not my, not something I would pick to play for myself. So Chris Brown. I listen to Chris Brown. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I listen to Chris Brown. All right. Okay. Let's do Chris Brown. You know what I'm going at with. I'm following. Like, the whole Chris Brown and Usher and Reezy said, I could kill Usher on my features alone and humbly bow out. That's really not a shot. Like, Chris Brown is high. <laughs> see, this this is the issue. Chris I Brown is high. <laughs> It's two things. It's, you know, you know, like it's time for black people to to stop lying or to admit. Chris Brown's work ethic, when it comes to music, is pop level. All right. Mm-hmm. The amount of hits that Chris Brown is on. Or feet like or, or like that is featured in or his actual song is way more hits than Usher. It's just a fact. And it can't be because he put up more content. It's just way more it's just more. Like it's nowhere. It's more content, yeah, but it's not a higher quality of us than Usher. It, <laughs> you know, that's 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 it's quality over quantity for me. You can have a bunch of albums, but but what are you saying on this? He got, he's got, he got, it's like, he do. I, I would be the first one, like, I would be the first one to listen to, like, um, the Usher album before I listen to Chris Brown album. However, I understand, like, if I turn my radio on the last 10 years, just take the last 10 years, mm-hmm. like, 80 percent of the hits got Chris Brown's voice on it. <laughs> right. It's not even an exaggeration. Right. Like, it's a high yeah. quantity, yes. The it's quantity insane. of it is, is insane. And I'm not, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm talking like, like smashes, not just like, oh, that was good. Like, mega hits, like, he damn know everything. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm, I'm not disputing that at all. Don't Usher and Chris got a couple together on Usher album? Or are they featured on each other album? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But but it, it it would be fun to it would be fun to experience. See that's the thing though. It gotta be it gotta be a respect level. And got and it, the, the the flow of the music gotta flow together. Yeah, it has to be a respect level there. Like, I felt like with the last versus battle with Snoop and X, the fun was in the respect level that both had for each other. Right. Like, no taking anything away from DMX, but if Snoop really, really wanted to, he could have probably run a Boston and just straight slaughtered and like sweat every single round except for like two 
Like, if he wanted to. Snoop really got that type of a catalog. But halfway through, my man Snoop was just high and partying. Like, <laughs> there's no way a, a sober Snoop reached for Pimp or um, I Love It. There's no way. <laughs> like, you can easily replace those two. So it has to be a respect there. It can't just be a one-sided. See, but you look, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of, to me, Snoop ain't leave no song out that the casual fan would know. You mentioned, you th- you probably think about songs that, that go hard on albums that true Snoop fans know. I mean, he, what's the song with him and, um, him and Akon? He got a slow song with him and Akon. I want, I want to love you. He left from the shirts to the palace off. He left a bunch of bangers off for that, yo. That could have easily replaced Pimp and I love it. He didn't put any of his dog style. I mean, his uh, dog pound work in there at all. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like throughout that, it's like the big, the biggest hits were played. Like damn it, all of them. Like, I'm trying to think which was left off. That's my point. Like, I want to rock was left off. From the gospel album. Huh? I want to rock was left off. Yeah, in that one. I, um, I don't know how Life of the Party hit anybody. Is that Life of the Party? Hold on. Sexual Seduction wasn't on there at all. <laughs> like, a whole, like my second favorite album is Blue Carpet and he played nothing on Blue Carpet at all that's two that's two jokes <laughs> and then um like X ain't like Swiss ain't played nothing for X from like Grand Finale neither no what was like one I don't think it was nothing in Grand Finale no that was played it was wild but like I agree the respect level and all that is, it plays a big part in it. Like Snoop, um, Usher and Chris Brown would be fun to, to watch. But at the end of the day, it's like, I feel like the 20 tracks that you play of Usher is going to be all the big hits. And with, with very few, you know what I mean, that you didn't get to play. Whereas Chris Brown, it's like, could have played that, could have played that, could have played that. And it's funny because like he really could do this with all features, like and it would be bangers. Like to be honest, like we would we would pick Usher because he, you know, we vibe with Usher a little more. Like but that's more the content, like you said, the content is a little better. But just it's a little bit mature, battle, more mature. Right, but for a battle, like. He really could play all features and be like, damn. I'm trying to think of any verses that um, Chris has on features, though. It would go tough. Like, he would just play all... How hard he was. <laughs> oh, I thought that was right. <laughs> that's petty. <laughs> I know that's a Mario. Nigga say a Mario on the very beginning. I knew it was a Mario. <laughs> it's, still, it's still Chris. <laughs> 
back to the sports. Cause we were definitely about to jump back to it. But um, when um, Fat Joe was on with KRS, and Joe was like, I, like he, he was telling Joe, I'm just like telling KRS that him and LL will be a good one. And when Chris said, I don't know if LL can handle me, I was like, come on, come on, Chris. We talking here. See, this like, is the like, thing. Like, listen, he got some stuff in his con, like, like he album, like, he probably got, we got, like, like 20, 30 albums, right? Yeah. Both of them got 20 albums, I'm not mistaken, both of them, right? I think he, I think LL got, like, 14, maybe 15. It's still a bunch. However, however, it was prophetic when you said LL Cool J is hard as hell. Like, it was prophetic. Because you look at his playlist, it's like, yo, LL got some stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not a knock to LL. It is not a knock to LL. But I think the way that Chris was taking it, is my songs are better than your songs. My songs will go harder than your songs. Not hit for hit. Right. And that's the, and that's what you gotta say. That's not we ain't talking about. Like he really like L out here, I'm here, we battling, like straight up battle. And in that I don't think L O would survive. <laughs> and, right. and they both crazy with, with lyrics. I still don't think L O would survive that. <laughs> But we talking about hits. So you talking hits, it's L. 99% of your fans wear high heels. Like, it's L. Like, we already know this. Yeah. And I think, and I think Swiss was trying to persuade L that of the, of the flow of the music. He said he listened to both of their joints, and he said the way it flowed, it was just so fire. It'll be dope. And L was like, you know, you had to get somebody. Maybe you got to pick somebody up. I don't want to put them in the same boat with 50 Cent, but they both get on my same, my nerves with the same same stuff, though. Well, LL? Yeah. But, but to be fair, both, that's two Queens rappers, right? Mm-hmm. And both of them got 20 hits of them alone. Right. LL's music is more timeless to me than 50 Cent's music. LL, I'm not saying is ducking anyone. I think 50 Cent is really, really ducking. Because I think if you put his music up against somebody else's music, it may not stand the test of time the way people think. And the last time he tried to do a battle, last time he tried to do a battle with sales with Kanye, it didn't go the way he thought it was going to go. And the last time he tried to do a battle on Wax with Jada, it didn't go the way he thought it was going to go. So I literally think 50 Cent is like, no, I'm going to go ahead and have my name still ring true to hip-hop fans who think my catalog is more than what it is. With LL, his catalog is really that. But it got to be fun, though. Right. Don't even think of the rap of fifty. You know what I mean? Right. Like, all right, you rapped and you was dope, but you're even doper now. Like, you do life better than a lot of people. Right. 
Right, your moves are better with with, with your investments and yeah. producing, you know, power. You got book two coming. I understand that, but yeah. music catalog to me, I think his his catalog get overhyped. Yeah, and I think it's a lot of people like that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure, it's overhyped. Whatever they come up with, I'm tuned in. Unless some, like I seen somebody talking about, uh, I think it was Fat Joe with Alicia uh, with Ashanti. I'm like, look, man, Ashanti, like stop trying to get like Ashanti and uh, Keisha Cole. I'm like, I watched that shit on me. Y'all got twenty hits combined. You talking about like get out of here? I watch it on me. <laughs> I ain't watching unless they never mind. <laughs> never mind. Let me stop. Yeah, I'll watch it on me. I could do that, <laughs> but I'm not listening to neither one of them for real. I'm not grabbing my album. My, I'm not grabbing my. Yeah, that won't get watched. They not even gonna get a playlist. <laughs> nah, she ain't got twenty. <laughs> like y'all ain't got twenty nothing. Stop, man. With features, Keisha Cole might have 20. I gotta go back through it though. She might have 20 Stop with it. features. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. And I don't know what it, Ashanti wrote a lot too. So Ashanti might with her with her writing. But singing them? Nah. Baby girl, just continue to write and look good. Stop it. <laughs> Let's just stop it. Certain people, you know, at the end of the day, would you say, um, what gives you, uh, your, your catalog respect is the content. The content stands the test of time. That's why LL Music, catalog wise, is more memorable and more respected than fit. Because he got... For me, uh, it's content and consistency. Okay. And, like, you can't have the same thing. Like, this is why I respect Lil Wayne. I respect his run. I stopped listening to Lil Wayne because I felt like it was the same three topics all the time. Regurgitated. That's Meek Mill. <laughs> I just felt like it's the same topics all the time. Every time I play it. He's going to talk about truck fit. He's going to talk about lean, bitches, money, and then rent cycle repeat. All right, I heard it. All right, cool. I got it. That, that's a lot of people's favorites right there. You heard a lot of people's feelings right now. I mean, I respect his run. He he had a run with those four topics, but for me, I can't listen to it. Yo, whoever posted that nonsense in the group, and thought he was spitting fire. Like, stop! And when he promised, he was like, yo, like, I ain't gonna hold you, but this was hard back then. But no, you was just ignorant back then. <laughs> like, like, no, that's... That's the thing, though, like... like oh. Okay, skip, like... We can't mean? say this was hard back then when we just listened to a verses... 
with two rappers that barely touched music in the 2000s. I'm talking 20 years ago. They barely touched music for 20 years ago. They had to go back like 25 to get that catalog. Then we're going to talk about, oh, that, that was hard back then, five years ago? Like, come on now. All right. <laughs> you just got the same topics over and over again. You probably got tired of it by hearing, hearing it. Who'll be so seven? It be a fun matchup to watch. Zion will play. Who is seven? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the I thought the Mavs were seven. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that was the matchup. I was looking at Clippers Mavs. Yeah, they they was low managing. I can't call it. I'm too invested in this game. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Sam Cassell, but other than that, I ain't rocking with Clippers nothing. (laughs) And the crazy thing is, man, 
it, it might upset you, Al. But if the Lakers don't win it all, I would really want the Clippers to win it. I wouldn't. I know it. I, I know it. it Not this year. Not this year. How disrespectful, motherfucker! Yo, I wish you would hang a banner in Staples the year Kobe died. They got the goddamn Clippers on. I wish you would. <laughs> I like them. I like I like Kawhi. I like Trez. I like them. I really do. Just not this year. Yo. <laughs> them or Boston. I just feel like that would be so disrespectful. <laughs> Kawhi cool. Kawhi pretty good, but yeah, Elliot, yeah. Elliot's yeah, Clippers or Boston is the only two teams that I don't want to win. Anybody else? All right, cool. We good. No, too. I just feel like it would be completely disrespectful. So, let's do this. Before the season You know what's crazy? I haven't said this since 2008. I'm actually cheering for Boston to come out of the East. So you can sweep them? I like JT. I like watching JT. See, no, no, that's that's what the league, that's the history of the league. Even during COVID, (laughs) (laughs) the historic matchup still happens. Like, come on. Like, it's just something about watching, when I'm watching JT, I'm like, yo, this kid got it, yo. Hey, yeah, what, 20? That's, that's the ultimate stamp, as LeBron remembered as an all-time great Laker. Yeah. You win a ring and you beat Boston. At COVID, yeah. That's mm-hmm. the stamp, like, he's an all-time <laughs> Laker. He can make the list now. Like, yeah, he can, he, he can walk me to the club now. Like, <laughs> and, then it, and then it makes that team unfair. Like, that's unfair. That all-time list, mm. starting five for the Lakers. That's <laughs> unfair. Nobody beating that. It's already unfair. But. Yeah, truthfully, <laughs> yeah. So, let's get to it, Al. Let's do our, um... Oh. Do you... All right, one thing, as wise I think mm. we both in agreement. Um... Giannis going with MVP, back-to-back years. He deserves it. You no, know, I'm fine with that. I think LeBron should win it. But Giannis doesn't have a top-five player in his starting line up with him. So, I understand Giannis winning it. I think Giannis going to win it because they got the best record in basketball. He averaged more points, more rebounds. And LeBron. LeBron is leading league in assists, so that's excellent. Um, and you know he got top five guy in his lineup. He got an all star in um, in my eyes, he got two all stars in the start lineup. 
Bledsoe ain't gonna make it because it's too many guards. He's way too many guards. He's also a caliber player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Him, Middleton. So I think he's. I think he deserves it. Defensive player of the year. I hope they give it to him too. I would love for him to get both. Yeah, give him both, please. I want him to sweep it so that way when it comes, the Bulls come out and ABC that like, oh, that's what we doing. And LeBron see, oh, that's what we doing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I need, the, I need all that motivation. Okay. I haven't seen it since Hakeem won in 94, so I'm definitely with that. Hold me to this because this is not stats. This is just how I feel. Offensive coordinators will game plan error for their pass rushing. Number one, to me, is still that man in, in LA, Aaron Donald. Number two, I will put Miles Garrett. Number three. John gonna hate me, but I'm gonna put Khalil. <laughs> John gonna hate the play, but I'm gonna put Khalil. And as a very, very close four, I'm putting De- Daniel Hunter. And then five would be Cam right. Jordan. Who five? Cam Jordan. In the 
Okay. Nick is um Nick is San Fran, right? Yes. Okay. Nick Nick San Fran. But Nick had nine sacks in his first season. Mm-hmm. And he only gonna get better. Like yeah. I think Nick Nick gonna lead the league. That's yeah. my prediction. Nick he gonna lead the league in sacks this year. I ain't got no issue with with low races, y'all. Low races, y'all gonna lead the league. <laughs> Especially when you get Trump over by today and this nigga get mad in October and November. <laughs> that, that December and playoff run gonna be mean until he until he meet us in the Super Bowl. <laughs> gonna be mad. But let's let's do this to spice it up a little bit. You said Khalil Mack. I'm at the point where Khalil Mack is at the bottom. Like a pass rush in the league for me. <laughs> it was fights. Say it again. It was a fight for me to put him over Daniel Hunter and to put Khalil Mack over Cam Jordan for me. Because I've been telling you for the last two, I've been telling everybody for the last two years, Daniel Hunter is the best pass rusher in the NFC North. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't put like he led the sack. He led. He had more sacks than Khalil in both years. more out of him to see make sure he didn't lose that step before I commit to that that's why I'm like ah, he, he going he turning down for me and it's it's good because he, he had a he had a great career he's having a, I was just say having a great career mm-hmm. so it's just the young guys is, that's fair that's the thing well I, I don't have an argument for Khalil Mack I just don't have an argument against him either Besides a few players. <laughs> and then, like, players, and that's why it's going to be so hard for, like, Shaq Bird to turn around and get 19 and a half again. Hmm. Like, yo, I don't know, man. To, or to lead the league. Like, yo, that's too many great ones. Yeah. All right, what's your, who are your top five inside linebackers? Top five inside linebackers. Number one is Wag, still, for me. Bobby Wagner, number one. This one here is the tough one. Hmm. I really yeah. know. Dawson, this one. Where? Hold on. We phone the friend. See if I can pull up. Okay. Wagner one. If he could stay healthy, Deion Jones would be two for me. Um I 
Hmm. Let me put Quan Alexander at three. No, take that out. Let me put Darius Leonard at three. Quan Alexander at four. And all right, Kendrick. No, Jalen Smith will run out my top five. Even though I led with my fault. Even though I led with Bobby Wagner, it's a goddamn shame what MVP did to Bobby Wagner with him as a spy. <laughs> Yo. I was just watching that game yesterday. That wasn't even fair. <laughs> Cause I knew they were gonna do it. Like I was like, "Yo, my game plan would be to spy Lamar with Wagner." That was just a game plan. It just, it just did not work at all. <laughs> I tell you. Angelone is Mike, I believe. Nah, nah, nah. I ain't gonna do that. Um, yeah, you got Angelone to play Mike. They run a 4-3. Who? Um, Alex Angeloni is the Mike. To put him over Daniel or to put him over um, Cam. No, I can't put him. He wasn't healthy all year. I put Levante did that five. And Deion Jones is healthy. He's right. something special. Right. Nah, Levante only played Mike. Don't you? They were four three. I thought he he was Mike. Um, Quan. Well, Levante was no. Nah, he was Levante. Levante was Mike. Outside? Yeah, he outside. My hmm. bad. I thought they were both metal. All right. So I go Dion. Yeah, I go. Uh, uh, nah. Nah. I go Kendrick's. 
That ain't bad either. Yeah, I like Eric Kendricks. I like Eric Kendricks. I thought Kentro Brothers would be better beside him too, but you said the like, brothers would be better. Mm-hmm. Than Kendricks? No, I just thought he would be a better player than he is playing next oh. to Kendricks. Uh, I was high on Kentro Brothers coming out of Missouri. I was like, yo, them two in the middle, that team is. <laughs> so I'm looking at I'm looking at the group. I'm looking at the list. A guy posted, uh give me your top five corners in the league. I'm trying to see something. One list I'm looking at. We got Stefan. Big play Slay, Marlowe, Tredavious, and Jalen Ramsey. Jael Alexander is an honorable mention. Huh. That's the only list I see. <laughs> the guy who made the list, they didn't put them, they, they didn't put his list up. Mm-mm. Yo, it seemed like he said Marlon is number one. That's all you got, right? I can't do that. I'm a huge Marlon Humphrey fan. However, I'm, I, let me do it this way: I'm a huge Marlon Humphrey fan. I'm a huge Tre'Davious White fan. But when it comes to the best corner in football, they ain't passed Jalen Ramsey yet. Hmm. Jalen Ramsey is the Julio Jones of, of corners right now. To be freakishly that big, that fast, that fluid. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. what can you do with him? Yeah, you're right. Like, Jordy's unreal. Baseball. I watched the Yankees before I got ranked out. Did you watch any baseball? Not the Yankees. Did you watch any baseball? I tried to watch the Orioles, but by the time I turned to them, niggas was down nine to one. Like, <laughs> watch them. Hey, that was one game. The Orioles are two and one. And they were getting spanked. They were getting spanked by the Red Sox. I was like, no, nah, I can't do this one. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> we won that series, man. I appreciate that. Yo, Raggedy Marlins, man. I fell asleep on the, the Dodgers versus the Giants. I was watching some of that, too, because I dove myself. That game came on late. Mm. Yeah, I dove a bit. Um... A lot of talk about, you know, the protests during the anthem in sports. Uh, the Liberty and the Storm. I saw when they walked off the court. Off the court. 
Yeah, I saw that. But the anthem played. That was their form of protesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I think they expect the NBA to kneel during it. Can they do that? Huh? I don't know if it's. Well, I mean, it's a new commission. They could change it to whatever, but I didn't know if they could do that or not. What, Neil was going to anthem? Yeah. What you mean? Why can't you do that? Because you had to stand for the, na- the national anthem. That's why my motive do Rauf got kicked out of the league. <laughs> yeah, that was David Stern. Even David Stern knew he messed up years after. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. did they change that? But I guess it's a new commission. He yeah. can change it to whatever he wanted to change it to. Just all messed up with with my move. That was just bad. There ain't no way around that. That was that was mm. that was terrible. Because mm. at first he had, te- he had taken a seat during the national anthem, and then he appeared. and then they said he had to they had he had to stand or else he would be fine. So he stood and did prayer. Right. They still took an issue. Like, yeah, that's. That was just all the way wrong. That whole situation was just wrong. Mm. So, whatever. But they plan on rumoring that it's going to be a kneeling and all that. That's fine. I just enjoy how um, the players are doing what we we thought would be best. Whenever you're in front of a camera, like, hold up. Keep the main thing the main thing. Right. Then we can talk about basketball. But let it be known, <laughs> yeah. arrest the cops. Right. I think Taylor Rook had the great, greatest question when she asked LeBron, in the perfect world, what would, what would it look like? Taylor Rook is a hell of an interviewer. Yes. Yes, she is. So I, I definitely uh, liked her question and the way it set up LeBron for a phenomenal answer. Shout out to Taylor Rooks. Which player in the draft? I'm sorry, not in the draft. In the um, in the bubble that you uh, you looking to see get more minutes or to get more shine? Until he finally get his shine, and people start paying attention to Phoenix, it's going to be those two, eight in the Butler. I think those are two phenomenal athletes, phenomenal players that don't get any look at all. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're going to be losing a lot. <laughs> but at least we get to watch them. Right. Oh, man. I like them too. Like I said, I like Tatum. I like, um, you mentioned Bledsoe earlier. Is you know that three? Um, I'm watching the, the the scrimmages, and Wade does it. Wade is gonna give me a goddamn an- aneurysm. Why? <laughs> ah. Yo, his shots be like it's not in the flow of an offense, so that makes it great, but it's not in the flow of an offense. So that's what make, gives me. An- uh, anxiety, like. 
seen watch a lot of Syracuse basketball. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Wayne just rolled on this Lakers team. And I, I was watching them scrimmage earlier uh, today. It's the Wizards. Yeah. His role on this team, and especially with Rondo out, like between him and Caruso or, or Cook, however they, they flip it, they all going to be part of, you know, keep the offense flowing mm-hmm. for the most part. But where does Rose simply going to be get buckets? Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, you know how, like, early on it was like no one on the, on the Lakers team can create for others mm-hmm. or, or get a shot themselves? Nah, that's Deion Waiters. Oh, I see. That's, that's, he, that's he, what he he'll does. He'll get his bucket for sure. <laughs> and then he could spot up and knock that. Like, him and J.R. was put, man. Oh, I say him and J.R., they could definitely get their own buckets. <laughs> People can keep coming with these, with the memes and bringing up what happened. Was that three, four years ago? Whatever that was. Right, sixteen. But them two can flat out. Yeah. And they are huge parts of this team. I just hope Kyle Kuzma can be consistent. Hopefully, her brush gave him some type of clarity, something to get his head back into the game. Because the uh. What was that? The game Saturday. The scrimmage Saturday, Kuzma was like, he was on fire. Yeah, like six threes or something like that. Yeah, I think I he was seen that. cooking. He was cooking on land, like in the flow, everything. But then it's like certain nights, he's like, yo, he just, like, he ain't got it. Yeah. So I'm going to need him to be a little more consistent. So I know, I know everybody else to me is consistently them. He's right. the only one that's so up and down is is upsetting. Right. That's Lamar Odom back in the day to me. Say it again. So that's like Lamar Odom back in the day to me. Gotcha. Low was low would give you thirty and then he give you eight. Like what? Like come on, low. <laughs> His defense was always there, but and passing and rebounding. But I don't know if I'm getting thirty point LO or I'm getting eight point LO this week. <laughs> now, any any thoughts? Um, I, I see a lot of people um, posted about with with the uh, MLB. Um, games getting canceled tonight because of players and coaches having COVID. Mm-hmm. I seen somebody say, "Man, might as well go ahead and cancel football." That it's something that happens every week. Mm-hmm. Would you say people are watching too much TV, or 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 what? I mean, it's only two games that that are canceled. Miami Marlins had an outbreak. And they were scheduled to play the Orioles. So, that's on pause. And the team that they were playing, Philly, they were scheduled to play the Yankees. So, that that game was canceled. But other than that, baseball is moving forward. Right. And baseball, 
during the whole setup of trying to come back, never really looked at the COVID aspect and took it serious the way other leagues have. They were talking about a. Um, they were more worried about the, their money and the collective bargaining. They never really put an emphasis on COVID. Like, right. this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to set it up. This is how we're going to make sure they do this. The NFL, after the whole we want to play movement by all the, you know, the top players of the league, the NFL came up with a plan of how to do this, 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 and this. And we're going to cancel the preseason. We're going to make sure that we do this amount of testing. And if it's over 4%, then, you know, we'll keep doing this. Or if it's under four, we'll change it to this. They have a plan. Baseball never really had a plan. I think, <laughs> and I think, I think from the NFL, NFL standpoint, I think their problem was um, the communication aspect. I feel like right. they always had a plan in place prior. Is that they didn't communicate it with the Players Association in a timely manner. That's probably a better, that's probably a better statement. They had a plan, but nobody knew their plan. I can say, I can right. see that. Right. Because, like, from and the, the approach they taken, it's like, you would think Dr. Fusi is, is advising them. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, they, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe just because, uh, just looking at everything, I expect to see a full NFL season as far as, like, full Sixteen games and then you know playoffs. I hope so. I expect you know for people who don't or or just say cancel it every time they hear a player gets sick or whatever, whatever you know that's that's how you choose to live. Sure, but I expect to see all sixteen and enjoy all sixteen. I hope so. I can I can live with a, a basketball break. <laughs> they can pause that in the middle of the season, especially in light of what what happened and how hard it was for me to actually watch basketball in the middle of you know dealing with, with Kobe and his daughter's passing. If you pause football, ain't gonna be no three months of happiness. <laughs> it's not gonna work for me. That's not going to work for me. I'm a fiend. I, once once I have my football going and it's time for football to be going, I need it on. <laughs> yeah, people, people everywhere probably feel the same way you feel. Yo. <laughs> I just seen the ball, like, the, um, makes it the little Wayne ball that somebody posted. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's trash. Now, this one, I feel a little different about by another rapper who had a great run. I jack, I rob, I sing. Oh, man, I'm Jackie Robinson. Except when I run bass, I dodge the pen. Dude. That's bars, yo. That's that's impressive. <laughs> no, that right there, that's impressive. That the the beat 
mindset when I run base, I dodge the. Yo, people just don't get it. <laughs> what? That right there? Yeah, man. You don't get the, the double entendre of what Joe just said. Like, like, like nigga was a dodger. Man. Like, come on, bro. Get the get the double entendre like, down. <laughs> you are different. You are super different with that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Ooh. Ooh. That's me. That's the one when you say your favorite rapper could never. Like, oh. Right. Your favorite rapper could never. Yo, Jay-Z got so many lines. You know I, I'm right. Jay-Z has so many lines and songs that when I hear him, I put my pen down. Like, all right, right and done. Right and done for the day. <laughs> oh, man. Right and done. Jay, Nuz, Pac had a couple big, like, when I hear them rap and they say certain things, pin down. Ain't, ain't, no, ain't, no, ain't no competing with that. I can't even write nothing after that. <laughs> and I, I seen a post where somebody was like, the versus battle between Biggie and Pac. I'm like, yo, stop. This is stupid. Hmm. That's stupid. I saw one where he had like four points for Biggie. I think they gave a point to, um, we got another one that, what, what did you call it, hip-hop, confessional, or hip-hop, something? Yeah, tell the truth. Tell the truth? Time to tell the truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hit them up is not that great of a diss. Seventy-five percent of it is outlaws. Nigga, it's the outlaws <laughs> trying to battle Biggie. Seventy-five percent of it. Just stop. <laughs> yo, yo, and if, you know, I'll tell you how good the outlaws are. Whenever I guarantee, whenever you hear hit them up, or whenever someone plays hit them up, once pop stops, you turn it off. I stopped listening until he started talking again. I know y'all rapping or whatever, but when Pac start come back and be like, Biggie, Bad Boys, the staff record label, that's when I start listening again. Like, and then it got so bad, you, you'll play the end first and then play. That's why I let him go in. Like, nah, yo. Nah. People swear about that as a, as a top five or whatever. This, I'm like, come on, yeah. Y'all gotta get y'all gotta open your hip hop bag a little bit more than that. It's because of who it is from. I understand that, but he's not on. He only got a verse on there. Outlaws got four. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, he tells truth on that. He told, he told <laughs> the whole truth on that. I got I got one that's kind of brewing. I was thinking about like earlier, well, in the last week. About three stacks, but mm. I'm let that go. We do, we do my research, and then I'll and I'll decide. Three stacks is different, bro. I do my research, and then I'll decide. Three stacks is different. And I slept on your 
This one I saw listening to Three Stacks. I think I saw listening to Three Stacks in 2009, maybe 10. That's how long I slept on Three Stacks. <laughs> I don't believe it. I saw listening to them in 2009. It was, af- it was way after the, the double album. It might have been around the time of Idlewild. Like, that might have been the first time I really listened to, to Three Stacks. You ain't get through high school and not listen to Speaker Box and Love Below. I didn't listen to it. Wow. I never listened to it. I couldn't stand Hey Y'all when that was like the, the song. I couldn't stand it. It was so annoying to me. But I had to break it down to see what he was actually talking about and now I actually love it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I just thought it was like a poppy, happy song. Nah. <laughs> not at all. Gotcha. I, I slept on three stacks for the longest time. But yeah, he he different. Like I said, I slept on Biggie till two thousand seven. <laughs> I bought Life After Death ten years after it came out and was like, "Yo, what the hell was I doing?" <laughs> I needed it to finish a paper. Like I just wanted to hear that album. Like that was the only one I didn't have, or my sister didn't have. That's like an East Coast classic. So, when, when people say um, Tupac and Biggie are the greatest rappers, how do you feel about that? I feel like people need to put more emphasis on time. Like, I was talking with um, Tavon. Tupac is his guy. Okay, you got from 91... No, this was actually Nate. It was Nate. Yeah. And he was like... Where, where would you put Pac and Biggie as far as over Snoop? And I was like, well, Pac had a five-year run. Biggie had a three-year run. Snoop been rapping for 30-plus years. Pac had a five-year run. <laughs> I'm sorry, he had a five-year career. He had from 91 to 96 when he was actually alive for his career. 91 to 96. Yeah, but but he wasn't like the hottest rapper. No, I'm talking like, like 95. Huh? Said nine until like ninety five. No, that's what I'm saying. So it's like he didn't really have a, like a real run, right? So it's like, uh... I mean, he had songs, but I don't. I think like his greatest album came out in ninety five, Me Against gotcha. the World. Gotcha. That's right. I I agree. Cause like, cause when he was out, it's like, all right, was that ninety two? 93, that's like, that's like Snoop. That's Snoop and, and Dre. They, they snatched it. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then Wu-Tang, and then Nas. Right. Had a, a, a stint with Illmatic, and then Pop. And Big, right. And Big. And then, yeah, and then, yeah, so on. Yeah, Big blew up before Pop. <laughs> right. <laughs> he came one after. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I knew that you got to give time more. Right. So I just feel like you got to have more time. Like, I can't put 30 years of listening to Snoop over two projects from Pop. I mean, under two Pop projects from Pop that I actually love. And the rest of stuff that people put together while he was gone. Gotcha. When you get to actually hear Snoop change and do this and then come out with the Rastafarian album and then come out with a gospel album and then pop back to do this right. and have a song apologizing to... To Shug, like, 
you hear all these different stages. You don't get to hear that change with Pop and with Big as they grow up. They never got that chance to do it. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's why I say say time for me because you get like when you hear an artist from their first project and they go through growing pains and they change how they like my favorite rapper Jay Z. That's why he's the greatest to me. Like you talk about street life and Rob Report and Chris Style to now talking about art. Like like that's a growth. <laughs> Investments. That's a growth. You're not talking about stuff that depreciate no more. <laughs> I agree. I swear, when 444, my I bought my car the day 444 came out. I swear to God, I felt like Jay Z was judging me for buying a car. <laughs> Listening to the album. <laughs> like I knew I should have been investing that damn money. <laughs> That's a timeless album, yo. So many nuggets in that album. <laughs> I used to laugh when people was knocking. So you ain't like this ain't for your age bracket, young fella. Right, that's grown man music. That's why you ain't rocking. Like, this ain't, <laughs> this ain't for your bracket. Don't get it twisted. That's grown feel man like, music. I feel like, like Jay. To me, Jay Z and Nas had two albums that went over people's heads. For some, <laughs> for some reason. But me, I both of them was fire to me. What's the Nas one? The, the last one that Kanye produced. Yeah, not sure. I saw this one. It went over people's head. Like that drink was so hard. I listened to that from start to finish. Like, like I think I, shit, I was I just listening know. to that this weekend actually. Like, <laughs> they grow mad albums. That's the thing. Like, a lot of people don't want to. Don't want to listen to something that makes you introspect and make your life, look at life a little bit better. That's why people don't like J. Cole. J. Cole I'm forces thankful. you to put a mirror to yourself because he's so real. Right. <laughs> I'm thankful that for the most part, that's always been me. Every now and then I'm just, but you know, I, I, for the most part, that's me. But you know, I like to have my DMX. I mean, we all need to thug it out, put, get that, the, as I call it, that hoodie riding music. I, I get it. <laughs> oh, I like that, my ex, man. <laughs> need my ex in my life. Need my big every now and then. Every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so next week, um, I think we, we should take uh, the lead to do our top five for us. When you pick one for offense, I say we do top five corners. And we got one of the best wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends. Tight end? That's easy. I got three, four. The order might be the beef. I got four. I think the order is the beef. Yeah. 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 You know one thing on the top one hundred um, that uh, that tripped me out. I wish John seen it, or I thought Taywan was going to say something. Was showing Grady Jarrett. Mm. And when Grady Jarrett, they was like they showed the Colts, and it was like 
it was like they they wanted to release it. They went ninety one at and like he was just like he manhandled Quentin Muslim. Wow. I just knew Taywan was gonna say something. <laughs> I was shocked he didn't say nothing. Like I figured he probably ain't seen it yet though. Must say, he must have missed that. I was like, ooh, ooh, it's coming. I'm looking, it's coming. No, <laughs> yeah, he must have missed that yeah. one. Shucks, man. But it's been real, man. Follow us Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at the sideline talk. Um, shout out to everybody that's that's in the group, keeping things going during this pandemic with all the debates and great conversations. Um, I expect them to ramp up even more with, you know, live action. Especially the NBA starting and then training camp news. Um, yeah, I expect you to ramp up. When are, when are the, the veterans supposed to be back? When, when are the veterans supposed to be back? So the way it, the way it works, um, they come back uh, uh, Thursday. I'm sorry, say it again? Thursday. Thursday, okay. But the way it's working, it's like back but then you gotta go through like um quarantine and all that first get mm-hmm. two negative tests and then get on the field okay. that type of stuff so and then like doing um the first the way camp breaks down you're not putting on like like you ain't gonna be gonna read no practices until like day 16 or something like that like right. the first couple weeks are um Make sure your COVID test and all that's good, mm-hmm. and then like walkthroughs and conditioning and that type of stuff. Yeah, I think I heard Aaron D. Reed say he was doing conditioning for like the first 10, 15 days, yeah. something like that. Yeah, conditioning is huge. Yeah, I think that's something the players really wanted instead of you know um, preseason. Okay. So that should be fun. I know Hollywood is hella sick. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think we're working every day. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. Take us out, Al. All right. Be blessed, people. Be more. We love you. We out. You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at Home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable lossy dealer for details.